Welcome back to the Moonhead Podcast with your hosts, Brian and Kirby. Today we'll be going over nagging and being at the game with new fields, the defense, and the shining of Herbert still. Kirby, what did you think of the way the offense looked without Nagy on the field? Um, I, I was I was kind of surprised, pleasantly surprised. Um, you know, I don't and I, I don't know specifically what the dynamic was in terms of who was calling the plays. I just know Tabor took over the 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 head coaching duties. Um, but it just it looked a little bit more competent. It looked like there was a lot more. That the like the coach, excuse me, the coaches schemed a lot more to get Fields involved and to make sure that he was being successful. Um, you know, getting him to to get out the pocket, uh, you know, letting him make plays with his feet, which is you know who he is as a quarterback. It just looked like there was a lot more. Uh, there was a lot more tension and a lot more uh, <clears throat> play calling and scheming uh, towards that. So. Yeah, I thought the offense looked almost night and day compared to the last three years seeing it where while it still wasn't a great offense, I mean, you could tell that with Nagy not there, they definitely went straight to Fields' strengths. They're like, this kid, this, we're doing this. I mean, it showed. He played, I mean, probably his best game as a pro. I mean, I still would like to see higher passing yards when you see the dude from the Jets throw up 400 yards and stuff like that. That's disheartening that we can't get over a 200-yard passing game yet, really, this year. But just seeing them go straight to his strengths was extremely nice. Good to see. Refreshing. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I think – but. Obviously, you know, we all want to see more uh, just out of the passing game in general. Um, But I think one of the things that we have to consider is if you look at the early years of of quarterbacks that are similar to Justin Fields, Lamar Lamar Jackson, the – Michael. uh, Yeah, Michael Vick, even the guy at Buffalo, um, Allen, Josh Allen, their first couple of years – in the league, they were scrambling a lot more <clears throat> than they were throwing. Um, and they would have stat lines that look similar to Justin Fields' day yesterday, um, partly because they all were running for their lives because they didn't have offensive lines, similar to how we don't. But it's it's one of those things where, <clears throat> you know, as those type of quarterbacks, they're athletes. So they come in to the NFL – you know, with, with, you know, being superior scramblers, but have to def- develop, you know, the, that, that being a good passer, that to develop into being a good passer. So um, while it was disappointing that we only had, what was it, like a hundred and some yards total passing yesterday. Yeah. Like 175, I think. I'm, I'm not too, too disappointed about it personally, just because, you know, that's, that's something that can be developed and will be developed over time. Um, oh no, I'm, not saying in any way that like I'm disappointed by it I'm more I think for me it's I don't feel like we have the 
coaching capabilities to coach our guys open to get those yards is my disappointment because we got the playmakers. I mean, Komet should Komet shit the bed and drop that touchdown that he should have had. I mean, a hundred percent, but he made a couple big plays when he needed to, you know, for whatever reason, I can't understand why fields and Robinson can't really get on the same page. I know this was the first game I think that he's had with, Fields that he caught four passes, but for whatever reason, they just don't seem to click. And it's it's just disheartening that our coaches can't scheme our guys open to allow the passing game to go. Because while I know Fields is a very dynamic athlete with his running capabilities, it's he's a passer also. So like he he depends on his running one when it's schemed or two is an oh crap I need to get out of here thing like he wants to pass I feel Mm -hmm. I think always looking for the big shot he's always looking to pass the ball first as opposed to running so I feel that's a little different than Lamar anyways I feel like it's more similar to Josh Allen where Allen wants to throw but he can run yeah yeah, <clears throat> I agree. Um, I think I think Justin Fields will will end up developing uh, and 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 getting into his his stride when it comes to being a passer. The next couple of years under a new coaching regime, I mean, obviously Nagy's not it for a number of reasons we've discussed in earlier podcasts, but um, I think I think he'll hit his stride uh, eventually. Um, I think. To be honest, man, and I, I, I know I've been on board with with uh, Allen Robinson uh, previously, but I'm, I don't know, man. There's just something about. I know the play calling is bad, and I know that that plays aren't being run through Allen Robinson. But even in the moments that Allen Robinson is given a chance or balls are going to him, he's had some some pretty inexcusable drops. Oh. Um, you know, over this past, even even dating into to last year. Um, and I think just going back to my previous point about Justin Allen, I mean, I'm not Justin Allen, Justin Fields and his skills, I feel like he's the type of quarterback that's similar to the Josh Allens, to, to Lamar uh, Jacksons, where they need receivers that can blow the top off of defenses. They roll them out of the pocket, and when they do decide to throw, you know, their accuracy <clears throat> and their arm strength is unrivaled so they can just hit guys downfield. Allen Robinson is not that type of receiver. He's more of a possession receiver. You hit him in the, in the, in the you know, the the mid to, to mid deep, if you will, routes, um, you know, and let him make a couple of plays so that he can get you yards. Um, Darnell Mooney, on the other hand, which I think is why he's had more success with Justin Fields is that type of receiver where he's he'll blow the top off of the defense. You know, he's he's a he's a quick, he's a fast guy. Um, you know, in defenses, you know, you, you gotta you gotta stick your your fastest defensive back on him, um, you know, to try and, and, and contain him and, and the threat that he poses. Justin I mean, I'm sorry, Allen Robinson is not, not not that type of receiver. So um you know, I, I think when it comes to Allen Robinson and, and things that happen before the deadline tomorrow, if the Bears do move on from Allen Robinson, I won't be completely sad personally. So, no, I think 
for me, the only thing that I would be sad about is I feel like it could hinder Fields a little bit this year, losing him. Not that they have a great rapport, but he is a dude that draws attention. We haven't seen much from Goodwin or Bird. So it's like, okay, well, if you let Robinson go, are one of them going to be able to step up as the two or, you know, what to fill that void? I do think is just totally killing himself right now and losing a lot of money in free agency because I don't see any team that's going to pay him 18 mil for his production. And I mean, I heard on the radio today from, I believe it was Yurko saying, well, when you make the commitment that you aren't going to stay with the team, you can see that the team making the commitment saying, well, Mooney's going to be our guy, which is why you kept seeing on passing downs, Robinson on the sideline yesterday, mm-hmm. Mooney was playing. And, yeah. the, well, you don't want to be here. We aren't going to get you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. no yeah. production or his separation or skills are deeming 18 mil plus. He's working more towards 12 to 15 now. Yeah, I mean, if if that, I mean, if the numbers, if he, he keeps up at the same pace he's going this year, man, he's he's looking at, you know, significantly less than 18, um, you know, just based off of this year's performance. So um, on pace right now, stat wise to finish with like 58 catches and I think 700 yards. Yeah, there's, there's no way you're not even paying 12 minutes, 12, 12 million a year for that. I mean, that's that's, you know, fourth. <clears throat> third fourth string receiver type statistics so um yeah i, I do he, he's he's digging him i mean Allen Robinson's digging himself into a hole it's unfortunate because the dude is talented and has the talent but you know for some odd reason not even odd reason we know a lot of it has to do with coaching but i mean given the opportunity the limited opportunity that he's given he's he's really kind of you know kind of shitting the wet in the bed if you will uh shitting down his leg so what i heard that was a big eye-opener to me is like, okay, start naming the top wide receivers in the league, and is Allen Robinson even a top 10? And when you start naming no. top wide receivers in the league, he's like a 15 to 20. Yeah, if that. If that. There's no 15 to 20s that are only uh, 500 yards uh, during the year. I think if we would have had this conversation, they, you would have asked, and it probably was two years ago when he had his, you know, arguably his best season with this. Of course, I, I would I would put him closer to ten, but definitely a top ten receiver in the league. But given how last year happened and finished, um, and <clears throat> given how things have gone this year, yeah, there's there's no way he's in the conversation. I would argue for even top twenty at this point. You know, given for what he's on pace to finish at uh, for the year, um, you know, he's not <clears throat> he's not helping he's not helping this Bears team do anything more than what they're already doing, which is, is, is losing, you know, he, he's, he's, I, I don't want to say he's, he is the issue, but he's definitely a part of it. You know, like I said, limited opportunity, I get it, but given the opportunities that you do have, you know, you, you got to come down with the ball, you, you know, you got to make plays, you're a playmaker, especially if you're looking at being, you know, a, a, a relatively decently paid receiver in the league. You got to prove it, and he's not. The game, you better be able to make something happen. Yeah. You don't have the top-level speed, so you got to create separation and do right. something. 
Like, do something, yeah. But, but what do you think of the defense overall? I feel like everybody on defense pretty much just shit the bed. Like, that was a terrible one. Like, I didn't even really, like, see him. Saw him on, like, maybe two plays. But yeah. beyond that, it just seemed, like, just terrible overall. Yeah, definitely a disappointing effort. I mean, <clears throat> given how we've played earlier this year, um, you know, I think expectations were a lot higher coming in against the 49ers team that, you know, their offense at least is still trying to find an identity um, for who they are given their injuries and everything. Um, but I, I think I, I, we talked about it. I think one – one of the issues that the Bears faced yesterday was, you know, a number of key players on defense being out, <clears throat> um, you know, which is, is – had that also, and they were able to keep up, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, like I said, like I was about to say, it, it, it's it's an excuse, but definitely not – definitely not – does not explain kind of – I mean, what we give up, 28 points yesterday? Was it final score 28-22? Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, there's no excuse giving up 28 points, you know, given that, you know, and, 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 and I mean, they, they said even before the, the, the season started, team defensively, you know, so there, there's no way, you know, you should be given that, that much of a difference with those key personnel out. Um, but I will also say, too, uh, just in the defense's defense, is that I think it's even the best defenses in the league. Sometimes they just have off weeks. They have bad games. The only difference with us being this week is that we don't have an offense to kind of pick up the slack when our defense is not playing their best football. You know, when you look at uh, a defense like the Rams or even the Cardinals, for instance, right? Like those, both, both of those teams, both of those defenses have had bad games this year, as have we. But the difference is, is that they have offenses that can keep them in the game, consistently put up points more than what I think we're at 17 points a game now after this last week, <clears throat> more than whatever we're putting up a, a, a week um, so that it, it, it can help cover up some of the mistakes the defense makes. Um, you know, I think with how offenses are now in the league, you know, you're going to – your defense is not – it's not the defenses that we know of the Bears where they're, they're getting shutouts week in and week out, uh, you know, and, and shutting down teams. You know, you're, you're going to have the, the defenses that give up the 28, the, the 34 points or whatever, uh, but you just need – you've got to rely on your offense to pick up the slack, and we don't have that yet. So, um, it's unfortunate, but I'm not – in terms of the defense, I, I don't I – don't, you know, it, it was a horrible showing, but I don't I don't think it was anything outside of what you see with some of the better defenses in the league. I think the the turn I think the 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 trying point is going to see how they respond um, next week uh, when we play. I, which I don't even remember who we're playing next week, but you know if, if it's two, two weeks, Denver, yeah. So oh Pittsburgh, yeah, definitely Pittsburgh. So. Um, it's it's definitely going to be one of those things to see, you know, all right, we had a horrible week. We gave up 28 points. What are we going to do against Ben Roethlisberger and, and a lot of different weapons on, on the offensive side of the ball with Pittsburgh? So if they respond and, and they play horribly again, then I think we need to start asking some serious questions. But I think 
The question mark is, is I mean, with the trade line, deadline being tomorrow, will our defense even look the same <laughs> next Sunday uh, as it did yesterday? So we'll see. So for me, I, the biggest disheartening thing for me watching it yesterday was, you know, you give up, I believe it was 33. So you drop 33 total. But there were a couple, like, key shifts. Like, you know, Eddie Jackson goes down. Defense mm-hmm. still seemed fine. Like, they still seemed fine. They were able to hang in there for the first half for the most part. You know, like, they did a decent job. But it was that massive, like, little dump-off play, I think it was to Samuel, where there was a holding and a possible back that mm-hmm. didn't hold. And, like, after that went and ran them down, like, they just appeared defeated. And they didn't have that same spark, that same fire. And then when Fields busted off and got the game to almost be tied. Like you could see him getting fired up and then Santos missed that kick. And then they come out and they're just like, Flat, okay, yeah. go ahead, run, whatever. Yeah. yeah, It don't matter. And it's like the game's still winnable. You guys need to like step it up. Like now is the time bad day or not. Like, dude, it's a one point game in the fourth quarter. Like you need you guys need to prove that you guys are the better unit. Like, come on, man. Like, the offense actually did something amazing <laughs> to help you out. Mm-hmm. And, like, I felt like in that first half, it was a very good give and take. Like, the defense kind of did their thing, but the offense kept them off the field. And it was just, like, give and take, give and take. And then after those couple big plays, they were just like, eh. And it almost, to me, seemed like they kind of gave up and quit. And that was, like, frustrating. Like, I get you have a bad day, but, like, don't quit. Yeah. I think for me, <clears throat> for me, the takeaways from, from yesterday defensively is is that, yeah, I think it kind of exploited the, the, the biggest question marks we're going to go into next year with on defense. Um, Jalen Johnson, I love him to death. But is he a number one corner? I think he's been cooked up. Granted, he's played against some some pretty good number one wide receivers the past three weeks, but he's been cooked up three weeks straight. You know, for for I forget how how however many yards Debo had yesterday, well over a hundred, if I remember correctly. But well, I mean um, that was on that eighty yard play that should never have happened. Like it right. really is there was blatant holding, but it's one of those flow of the game. Okay. Right, right. That play, I think Johnson tried to do an arm tackle instead of a legit, just like, I'm going to smash you tackle. Like, you got a big, tall, wide receiver running full speed. Stop trying to arm tackle these dudes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, tackling has been uh, a huge issue uh, for this defense, Uh, especially in our secondary. But I think yesterday, I mean, weren't stopping the run for anything. When we played the Packers, we didn't stop the run for anything. So, and the same when we played uh, Tampa Bay. Um, but I think when, when you look at this team, for me, and you start thinking about, all right, what's what are some of the biggest needs? Um, I think we're we're good at linebacker, right? I think it's our interior defensive line. Hicks is getting old. He's got uh, – if we bring him back next year, I think it's it's – I forget what he counts against the cap this year, but you know we'll see if we bring him back with with his uh, 
his uh, contract is looking like. But I think you you got some issues at least your first string. Uh, Goldman, I don't, I didn't even pay attention to see what he did yesterday, but, um, you know, letting, letting, uh, uh, the, uh, letting them run free yesterday, really for the past three weeks. Uh, and then on the outside, uh, with the receivers, um, uh, like I said, Jalen Johnson, I, I think he's a great, he's, he was a great pickup by us. Um, but I just don't know if he was ready to be a number one, uh, quarterback and cover the best player of the, opposite of the opposing team week in and week out. Um, so we'll see. I, I think there are some needs on the defense, but even before then, obviously there's bigger needs on offense. So, Yeah, and I will say I think the – I mean, besides the plays of Fields yesterday, I think Herbert, again, was yet again a massive bright spot in the yeah. game. The thing yeah. that – just was shake my head I wanted to slap Tabert for because it made zero sense how are you starting Williams how'd he get the first like three snaps yeah. like, are you serious Herbert's been nothing but a stud like you started him over Williams and he cooked for a hundred yards right. you're like not starting this dude like yeah. what's that make? like that was Close to one of the stupidest coaching decisions I've ever seen. Yeah, and then Williams finished it there, I think, with like negative like three or negative eight rushing yards or something like that. Something crazy. Yeah, I don't know. It could have been it could have been schematics. It could have been, you know, a poor attempt at throwing the defense off their feet and doing whatever else. But I, I think if Montgomery ends up being out next week, um, you know, I think I don't I don't think that'll happen again. I think the Bears Hopefully, I realize that after this last game that they they did something right when they picked up uh, Herbert, um, you know, and that they, you know, if, like I said, if Montgomery's out, they'll they'll start Herbert uh, over Williams. Uh, But if uh, Montgomery does come back, it'll be interesting to see what the split and carries will be between Herbert, uh, uh, Montgomery, and Williams um, and how they'll, they'll phase all three into the game. William wow. didn't even be on the team. They should trade him for a seven to someone and just do a two-headed monster. I mean, I think that's a possibility at this point with with so many teams needing uh, running back help. With you know the tight with Derrick Henry going down and um, you know some other teams. I think, uh, yeah, I, I think I think he could be on a trading block. You know, to try and get you know at least something. Get give me give me like a, a six round pick. You know, seventh round pick for him, and, and you know, let him walk, and just run with Herbert and uh, and uh, Montgomery. That has me excited. I think that's besides wanting to watch Fields play and hopefully show development like he did this week. Like that's my next big excitement is when David comes back, seeing him and Herbert lining up, hopefully together, and then seeing uh, Cohen on the sidelines walking around, kind of jumping around a little bit. They showed yeah. him. Like that gave me hopes that he may be back this year. Yeah, I mean, he was at least showing a lot more than what we had thought that he may just be limping out all year and not able to return. So, yeah, I will say also another bright spot was Larry Borum. That dude, I felt for being a rookie, starting with like two days of practice or a day of practice, flipping amazing. Like, yeah. 
he had a couple where like Bosa would get past him, but it wasn't a detrimental. Like the play wasn't going that way. He wasn't sure. going to give it up to Fields. Like Fields would be going around Peters and like yeah, Bosa will get past him, but Bosa will get past a lot of dudes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I, I heard good things about him. I didn't pay attention too much to to his play on the field, but um, you know, I think I think from what I hear, he lived up to the hype. Uh, you know, during the off season and, and in the draft, which is uh, you know encouraging. I just hope he can sustain it, and uh, the Bears can build off of that to to actually have a halfway decent offensive line in the future. Um, so. It'd be nice. I mean, if that Tevin Jenkins comes back, which they say he's supposed to by like week 10 or so, mm. or at least getting him reps at left tackle or him and Borum switching off on right, like practicing wise, and then moving one of the two, which I believe Borum would be a better left tackle just because he did that all preseason. And yeah. he when Peters went down and he was a stud in that Rams game when until he got his ankle rolled up on. Right. Like that could be a great young core having your left and right tackle out of that. Yep. I agree. Having having two young tackles, um, you know, that you can you can potentially switch off and yeah. That would be that would be ideal. So but we'll see. I mean, at the end of the day, man, we gotta we gotta have some coaches in there that are gonna develop these guys, uh, all, all of our offensive players, offensive line included. So we'll see. Yeah, that is the biggest question mark. So I guess we'll see what happens soon. No, did you hear this? So I heard it on the radio, and I didn't hear like the story. I had just gotten back into the truck, and I heard it, mm-hmm. like kind of joking around or whatever about it, but. They said, like, at Nagy's press conference, he made it seem or he said there's no timetable for his return yet. Like, if that's true, like, that's almost, to me, that's almost like the ownership just, like, almost maybe firing him this midseason without it being a firing. Just be like, yeah, you stay away from the team. Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't heard that. I would I don't know. That's that's kind of weird. I mean, because usually when coaches or even players talk about their timeline, it's, it's usually when they their first negative COVID test. So it doesn't make sense. Um, it could be, you know. I hope so. Um, I I don't after hear if 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 that's I wouldn't. I'm not. I wouldn't personally look into it too much. Um, oh, trying to find like anything to kind of back that up. I just yeah, heard that and I'm like, well, that's odd as all get out right there. Yeah, no, that would that would be odd. Um, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know. I think yeah, the Bears have never, according to to uh, Cap on uh, C- uh, Sportsnet Chicago, NBC Sportsnet Chicago, um, the Bears have never fired a coach midseason, so. That's why I was um, like, maybe this is their saving grace. Like, yeah, and they're paying them the rest of the year. They're just like, don't come in. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be hopeful, but I mean, yeah, cool. the the way things have worked out historically with with the Bears and hoping that they do something right. I mean, it, yeah, no. I mean that was the first step in the right direction to having hope for the off season. Right. Yeah. But. All right, Kirby, I appreciate it. I'll talk to you in a little while.
All right. Sounds good, man. Always good talking to you. Yep. Same. Have a good one. You too.